The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You're listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids. It's Paula Phillips. Right Road! Hello, everyone, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening. Hey, Happy New Year! Happy 2008, everyone, and welcome to the third anniversary of On the Right Road. Tonight is actually our third anniversary of this show, and it's also our first show of 2018, and our 51st overall On the Right Road episode, and the theme for this exciting show tonight is Innovation in Education. I thought long and hard about how to kick off what I know is going to be a very special year, and this whole topic of innovation just kept swimming around in my brain, and I know... The whole thing about how important it is that we teach our kids so they can keep up with, you know, the world's innovations, while also balancing that with how to function as productive and kind world citizens. I mean, it's it's almost an oxymoron sometimes these days, but it's just so important. Now, I looked this up. The formal definition of innovation is the act or process of introducing new ideas, devices, or methods in order to satisfy the needs of someone. And, of course, in the this case, tonight we're talking about the needs of our kids and our students. And sometimes I think when we think about the word innovation – I think we feel that it needs to be some earth-shattering technological advancement, which, of course, it can be. But what really hit me as I've been preparing for tonight's show over the last couple of weeks is that innovation can also be introducing a simple new idea or change that, you know, might not have anything to do with technology. Um, And that can be equally as effective and wonderful and powerful and especially as we look at innovation in terms of educating precious young minds in our fast-paced and sometimes really overwhelming world, I think it's just so important that we're just open to new, to change, to opportunity for growth in big and little ways. You know, sometimes that we, it's like we may not have been able to imagine yesterday, but the new things are just at our fingertips today. Um, oh my gosh, tonight's going to be so special. I'm like tripping over my words here. I'm so excited. My guest is amazing. And of course, you know, I've got a whole lot of awesome giveaways and giving fun for you all too. I'm just so happy, thrilled that you're all here with me. I think tonight is really going to be an impetus for a lot of incredible things for you and your kids. I hope every minute is just totally a blessing and joy and inspiration for you to kick off 2018. And <clears throat> 
It's going to be one of those shows, you guys, where you might want to have a pencil and pen and paper right next to you to jot notes and brainstorming ideas. So grab that and be ready to go here because, oh my gosh, we're going to have so many cool things. So to start, I loved the hundreds of innovation plans each and every one of you sent me when I asked you via email a couple of weeks ago. I was, I was blown away. By the thought and care you guys are all putting into planning for an amazing 2018 for your students. So, what I'd like to do in the spirit of tonight is share some of the innovation ideas that you've sent me that really knocked my socks off. And it, t- believe me, it wasn't easy to pick because they all did. And so, what I'm going to do tonight, these are actually going to be my On the Right Road teacher listener shoutouts for tonight. So, each teacher whose name and idea I share right now will receive a school supply grab bag. So, if you hear your name and, res- and you got to respond tonight, okay? If you hear your name, respond by sending me a quick private message on our Right Road Kids Facebook page, and then you'll get your grab bag, okay? And what I think I'm going to do tonight actually is sprinkle your listener innovation ideas in throughout the program this evening. So many many of you shared from your heart. So I want to share as many of your wonderful inspirational ideas as I possibly can. And I think they are going to provide amazing light bulb moments for so many of us tonight. They're really, you know, ideas and innovations that you can all incorporate into your classrooms. Oh my gosh, I love this, you guys. I feel so blessed to know all of you. So here are just a handful to start tonight. Remember to private message me on our Right Road Kids Facebook page if you hear your name right now. Okay, here we go. Just some of the awesome ideas you guys shared with me. Abby Koo from Levi Dickey Elementary in Ontario, California, just started holding Teach the Teacher Days, where students become the teacher and get to teach her and the other kids anything they're comfortable with and are excited about. She said so far, among many new things, she's learned how to draw a rose, make a house out of paper, and heat her hands with batteries and aluminum foil. What a wonderful idea. I love that. Oh, my gosh. And I can imagine the kids would be so excited about it. Um, Robin Wolf-Smith from Jordan Road School in Summers Point, New Jersey, has a student who is embarrassed to speak her native language, which is Spanish. So Robin and the girl are going to learn together each day. The girl's mom or dad will teach her uh, the girl a new word or phrase, and then the girl will teach Robin when they get to school. What a way to think outside of the box, Robin. Uh, what an extraordinary teacher. I love it. Um, Annette Rojas from Brookwood Elementary in Dalton, Georgia, shared that she's going to innovate her classroom in 2018 by having her students use Google Docs to collaborate in real time. She said she hadn't taken on the task yet because she was afraid of tech problems, but now she's ready to tackle it head on. Way to go, Annette. I think that is so important that we set our fears aside and sometimes just dive in and then work our way through it. I love that. Daniela Costa from Limona Elementary in Brandon, Florida, is going to use innovation this year by having her students communicate with others around the country. They'll have pen pals in Alaska, send flat Stanley letters to friends and family all over the U.S. and help a school in Texas affected by Hurricane Harvey. Oh my gosh, how wonderful. Heather White from Jackson Davis Elementary in Henrico, Virginia, shared that because partnering with families makes such a huge impact, she's going to implement sending at least three postcards a week to families, sharing positive snapshots of something kids did, you know, or accomplished that week. Awesome. David Glisson from Hermes Intermediate School in LaGrange, Texas, is going to incorporate the important social skill of how to properly shake hands with adults and peers. I love this. 
it, it's just such an important life skill that I think is often becoming lost. So way to go, David. I love that. Mindy Valdez from Lincoln Elementary in Hudson, Michigan, is going to start 2018 with some new classroom lighting options. Awesome. Carrie Winkleman from Bloomfield Elementary in Omaha, Nebraska, shared that she is going to try flexible seating. And that's actually one of the many things we're going to be talking about tonight. So how perfect is that? Awesome. And Heather Lambright from Alton Darby Elementary in Hilliard, Ohio, is going to give her students a survey which will include a reflection on her teaching so far. Their responses will help guide her teaching for the second half of the year. I love every single one of those ideas. Thank you guys so much for sharing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, You know, may I just say, you guys are all so amazing. Thank you all so much for always sharing your heart and your expertise and your wonderful ideas with me. I just love how the whole Right Road family is always so willing to help each other. It's so special. Educators are truly an extraordinary breed. So welcome again to each and every one of you tonight. I love and appreciate and I'm so thankful for all of you. And to continue the innovation celebration tonight, I've got my first On the Right Road giveaway for this evening. All of tonight's giveaways are going to be resources that help you innovate in your classrooms. And Just as a helpful reference, you guys will announce all the recipients from tonight's giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow, and we'll get all the gifts from tonight's show out in the mail to the recipients the week of January 15th. And remember that all the gifts from the December 3rd show will be going out this coming week. We we wanted to make sure that nothing got lost in the mail or as school offices were closed, so we held everything from that show. So don't worry if you didn't get your gift yet. If you were a recipient, it's coming, okay? So let tonight's giving fun begin, you guys. This first giveaway tonight is open to all teachers in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. First, I want to make sure to mention tonight's code word, which is the word innovation, okay? So now here's the scoop. If you're new to On the Right Road, I want to make sure that you know what's going to happen is that Marcy is going to pop each giveaway as it happens up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page, okay? So have that ready to go tonight. The simple entry guidelines for each one are going to be right there in the giveaway post. Plus, you also want to physically type in the code word innovation. That officially enters you because then I know that you're officially listening tonight, okay? So I hope that makes sense. Now, Marcy, hasn't put this first one up yet, so don't worry. I'm going to explain it, and then I'll, I'll say, hey, Marcy, go ahead. So, so here's the first giveaway. To help you add tech fun and new apps to your classroom, I have nine $10 iTunes gift cards. So there will be nine teacher recipients as part of this giveaway, and each will receive one of the gift cards. So to enter, you can go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow, like I said, those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to type in tonight's code word innovation as part of your entry comment. So Marcy, you can go ahead and pop that up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now. It'll be open until just after the end of the show, till 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern to 9.30 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the nine recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Huge thanks, you guys, to the Southern California DCH, Honda, Toyota, Lexus, Ford, and Audi car dealerships for making this giveaway possible. And... 
of course, you know this is just the first of the awesome giveaways I'll have tonight. So keep our Right Road Kids Facebook page close and ready. And just a quick note that I always like to share, if you're not listening live tonight, we're live Sunday, January 7th this evening. Tonight's giveaways will, of course, be closed after that, okay? But you know we always have tons of fun, so don't worry about that. Now, oh my gosh, I'm almost out of breath here. I'm so excited. I I just am thrilled to introduce you all to my amazing gift guest this evening. Her name is Kayla Delzer, and I almost said gift because she is totally a gift to the world. Kayla is a globally awarded third grade teacher from North Dakota and an innovation in education champion. She is also a columnist for Ed Surge and blogger for Edutopia. The New York Times has named her one of the tech-savviest teachers in the United States. And in addition to her awesome TED Talk, Kayla has also traveled the world as a keynote speaker. Her work with classroom redesign and flexible seating has become a standard worldwide. And she was recently selected as a recipient of the Global 100 Award, designating her as one of the top 100 innovative educators in the world world. Plus, she has just co-authored her first book titled Education Right Now. That's W-R-I-T-E now. And she's writing her second book that is set to be released in the summer of this year. This amazing woman is just a powerhouse of inspiration regarding innovation and education. And I am like ecstatic to welcome Kayla Delzer to On the Right Road. Welcome, Kayla. Oh, my gosh. Paula, you got me in tears, and we haven't even started this yet. I am so <laughs> thankful and so grateful for this opportunity. Thank you so much for having me tonight. I cannot wait to get started. Oh, my gosh. So I'm just going to dive in here because I have literally a million questions to ask you. And <laughs> what, I'd, what I'd like to start with, Kayla, is the whole topic of flexible seating. It's just such an important innovation and topic of conversation these days because for so long in the history of our whole country's schools, classrooms have really continued to look the same. And I've found over the last few years that flexible seating is actually one of the most requested needs that I've seen on things like Teachers Donors Choose Project pages. It seems like it's all the buzz in teacher circles. So first of all, how has flexible seating become such a key, hot, important topic for classrooms today? So I'm going to give you the very short version of this, but it is has been a whirlwind Um, for the last four years in my life. So basically how it all started was um, I was preparing for my first TED Talk and I was finding that I was not productive at home. And so when I needed to really like buckle down and get work done, I would go to my Starbucks here in Fargo. And I found that many people go to Starbucks to work. And so I started really researching like why are we all here and what's on the walls and what kind of music is playing and how long do people stay in the seat and then do they move seats. And I went to my principal um, after that summer and I told him that I wanted to try something. Like I didn't want to do a seating chart in my second grade classroom and I didn't want any desks. I wanted lots of different options. I wanted to have a table for kids who love to move and work. And that would include like hockey stools and ball chairs. And I wanted okay. to take the legs off of a table so kids could just sit on the floor and work at a table while sitting on the floor. And I made some crate seats from home and I brought in comfortable lighting to get rid of the harsh fluorescent lighting, like lamps from home and 
I've created a standing table for kids who have a lot of energy and they love to just stand and work. So basically I adapted lots of different kinds of seating that Starbucks had in my classroom. And that fall, I wrote a column on edsearch.com called Why the 21st Century Classroom May Remind You of Starbucks. And I read that. Blew. That was an awesome yes. article. It just blew up. And it was basically just my ideas of, I think we need something to change and here's what I'm trying. And it blew up. It was, I think it was the second or third most read piece on the website that year. And it had only been on the site for like two months. So teachers were starved and just craving something different. And it just was this crazy idea that's worked and teachers have taken it and they've run with it and they've even made it by a model better and changed it. And it has just been the biggest blessing in my life in the last four years for year, four years was just not being scared of change and just being willing to innovate and to try it. And that's actually the book that you mentioned about is the one that I'm actually writing right now. It's called Flex Ed and it will be coming out this summer. So you can look for that um, in Barnes and Noble and Amazon. Hopefully we're shooting for June or July. So, you are the one who started this whole innovation. I mean, it sounds like you actually started this. Oh, my God. This is unbelievable. I mean, I can't tell you how many teachers have said this is a need for my classroom. And to think that you, what a great idea to sit in Starbucks and it just, it's like a light bulb went off for you. So tell me, Kayla, you know, in a nutshell, what would you say now having, you know, lived this for the last four years? Because I know that this kind of change can be a big deal. I've seen kids kids sit on the balls where they're bouncing up and down and it's so distracting that I walk into a classroom and I'm like this isn't working so if used properly what are the benefits of flexible seating right and I think you just nailed it so actually in my classroom the first 10 days we called 10 days of discovery and so kids have to try all different 10 options for an entire day before I I start letting them self-select because okay um, you will Kids come in thinking that they know, like the exact example that you gave has happened in my classroom where a boy comes in and says, I don't even need 10 days of discovery because I know that I'm a ball chair kid. And like nine times out of 10, that kid should not be on a ball chair because it's going to be distracting to him and other kids. So helping them find where they actually do learn best. It can be challenging because traditional classrooms tell kids that they learn best in a desk facing the front of the room with these kids around them and these kids not around them and that's where they do their best work and so handing that power over to kids and really letting them choose is is important and giving them the time to discover is also really important so there's Paula it's been really cool writing the research part of my book um, because there have been so so many people who have reached out to me who are either defending their their master's thesis or their graduate like their doctorate degree this is their their culminating project and they are sharing their research with me too now which is really been powerful because when I first started this, there wasn't a ton of research. There was Montessori right. classrooms who were doing sort of some choice seating and there's a lot of research of, of course with um, movement in the classroom which is really important. So I was kind of taking and pulling from different places to make up my own research to make sure that I could do this in my school and since then there's been a lot of more um, research that has come out but of course it burns more calories and it uses excess energy um, as a classroom teacher, I love that my kids have more improved problem-solving and conflict resolution skills because I think we need to teach kids how to solve problems now because once they leave school, they need to know how to solve problems. And I think so often 
as adults, we just solve problems for kids because it's quicker or it's easier or we don't have time. And so right. uh, flexible seating has really helped with that. Um, of course, it's Gosh. increased motivation and engagement in my classroom. Kids love coming to school. Um, they run into the door at the beginning of the morning. They cannot wait to get in there. And I think that that's really important because I think school should be a place where kids run in the door so excited at the beginning of the day. Absolutely. Not Absolutely. running out the door at the end of the day because they can't wait to leave, right? Yes. Um, and then for those schools, especially who have, whether we like it or not, our schools are right now um, judged and graded on test scores. And, and so one thing that I've really been looking at is my test scores um, compared to my traditional classroom and the classroom that I have now. And just to give you an example, last year my class average had a 91 SGP on our standardized testing. And so we typically hope that classrooms will have a mean average of 35 SGP. And my classroom almost tripled what is expected um, last year, which was just mind-blowing. And our mean growth was 1.9 grade levels. So most kids grew two grade levels last year in the one grade. So we're, we're on the right track for that. Um, this year, too, we just took our December testing, and many of my kids have already grown past their end of the grade level um, expectation, which is really exciting, too. Of course, I'm seeing better health, improved behaviors. And if I wasn't my principal's favorite teacher last year, I should be because I didn't send any kids to him for any kind of behavior <laughs> problem. Zero oh principal my- referrals. My kids refer to that as the streak. We don't want to break the streak. So, well, and I love, I love that you said the ten days of z- discovery, having them try each one, and then of course that's with discretion. So if that boy over there is bouncing on the ball, then he, you have the override, so to speak, to suggest a different yes. option for that child. But I, Absolutely. I mean. The, the, I just- I recommend that teachers go ahead and create flexible seating norms with their students at the beginning of the year. And so um, norms are typically generated together as things that we say we will do, where rules are are teacher-imposed on students, and the teacher says these are things that you will do that are my rules. So my students actually create flexible seating norms at the beginning of the year about things that they agree to do. And one of them is that they will allow the teacher to move us if she needs to. And so that doesn't happen often, but it does happen every once in a while where a student doesn't make a smart seating choice or maybe they're sitting by somebody that's going to be distracting to them. And I'll give them a chance to reset where they are. And if that's not successful, then I will ask them to either find a new seat or I will find a new seat for them. Um, but that doesn't happen very often because the, the expectations are set pretty high at the very beginning of the year. And the norms are signed as basically a contract that we promise to do these things. And all of these resources are linked right up on my blog on topdogteaching.com. So if you want to see the norms that my students created this year or see more of the research, you can find it right on my website. That's awesome. And something else that I think is really important to highlight, I've before the show tonight, I kind of looked around quite a bit and I found things like on Pinterest, $50 flexible seating ideas. I think it's, re, you know, if you're looking at this teachers going, well, how am I going to find $1,000 to do this? I think if you do mm-hmm. it one step at a time, it doesn't have to be this overwhelming budget process, you know, yes. uh, I, I, and I think that's really important to highlight because it can, the, the budget end of it can be very overwhelming, but don't let that be, I guess 
this is what I'm saying. Don't let that be overwhelming, teachers. Now, I got it. I'm going to zoom through here, Kayla, because I have so many innovation <laughs> topics I want to cover. Um, the okay. next one has to do with technology. I mean, first of all, with things changing and updating at lightning speed these days, and it, you know, it's only going to keep changing faster and faster. What is your best advice? for how teachers can stay up to date in terms of technology and usage in classrooms. I mean, it can be overwhelming. What would you suggest their mindset be in terms of this amazing innovation that's in our fingertips, but that can be very overwhelming at the same time? I totally agree, Paula. So one of the things I talk about around the world, of course, is flexible seating, but I also talk about um, technology and purposeful technology use. And um, my biggest sort of suggestion with that is, Let's say you're doing a project and you can do it one of two ways, um, one including technology and one not including technology. If your okay. outcome is going to be the same, whether you use it or not, it's probably not uh, a purposeful use of technology. And also use your students as um, resources in your classroom because, I mean, even though I'm supposedly one of the tech-savviest teachers in the world, I don't know half of what my kids know about technology. So right. lots of times what happens is I'll find a resource or I'll find an app and I will um, look into it. And then what I will do is I'll hand it over to one of my students and I'll say, hey, Jackson, I just heard about this app and I'm wondering if you could learn how to use it and then teach me how to use it and teach the rest of the class how to use it. And they love being the teacher. That's actually our classroom mission is everyone's a teacher, everyone's a learner. And so when you hand that power over to kids and you ask them to become the teacher, they will, they'll rise to the occasion and kids understand kids. So um, yes. having them be able to just teach it to another student is powerful for everybody. So I guess my, my biggest suggestion is don't be overwhelmed. Don't feel like when I do my, my technology session at the end, I have a slide that has like 40 different tools or apps that we're using in our classroom that we consider purposeful um, use of technology. But I tell teachers, like, I know you're about to take a picture of this screen because you want to implement all of these things tomorrow, but understand <laughs> that this has taken six years. So I yes. say it's a little bit like drinking out of a, a fire hydrant. So just take what you can and try one or two things the rest of the school year. Try one or two apps or try one or two tools and let your kids teach you how to use it and take that pressure off of yourself of having to master every single app or every single tool before you hand it over to students because if we're always waiting to master those things, I feel like we won't ever implement them because we don't have enough hours in the day to master all of those tools or all of those apps. Okay, what you said was one of the most powerful things for educators today to realize, I think. It just really, I mean, it just really clicked. It was one of, the, what does Oprah say, an aha moment, right? I mean, <laughs> I, what it just completely takes the pressure off of you if you're a student, and, and you're, you teach second and third grade, I think third grade this year. So if third, third grade. graders are figuring it out, imagine if you've got a seventh grader or a tenth grader or a sixth grade. I love this. Okay, so now sure. relating to this whole thing of technology, here is a key point. Point in today's world, how do you teach students digital citizenship, how to be responsible online? This is just a key to life right now in our, in our world. Yes, I love talking about this. This is a passion of mine for sure. Um, so much that I got to talk about digital citizenship when I gave a keynote at Twitter headquarters last wow. year. I 
a geek about digital citizenship, so I'm excited that this is on the docket for tonight. So um, one thing I really am a firm believer in is that we need to intervene before we give kids devices when it comes to being connected online. I think, like, if we give a kid a a connected device and then we teach them about social media, it's too late. And I think... um, Intervening early is important. So even talking about digital shadows and digital footprints in kindergarten, I think, is important because by the time they get to third grade, many of these students in my class this year, they have an Instagram account already. They have different accounts, Snapchat and things like that. So we can't always guarantee that they're going to have role models in the world to teach them how to do it the right way. And I think lots of times schools teach them how not to do it. Like, we don't want you to do this. We don't want you to post this. This is what's going to happen if you do this. So instead of telling them all the things not to do, what I try to do is empower my students about how to use it in purposeful ways and positive ways. So um, my my class has student-led Twitter accounts and student-led Instagram accounts. And we also have a Snapchat account, which we haven't yet done this year, but that's coming up. And what happens with my students is before they get to take over our student-led accounts, they actually go through a pretty intense digital citizenship um, curriculum that I actually developed with my students, um, I guess it was probably five years ago, because there wasn't a lot out there for um, student-led accounts or student-led social media. So I developed a curriculum, and basically it walks my kids through seven different um, principles. And then on the last day, we have a big culminating activity that we call Digital Citizenship Boot Camp. And so my kids come dressed wearing all of this camouflage to school, and they are prepared to take their digital citizenship test. And so they learn things like um, keeping private information private or what to do, what to do if they um, see cyberbullying or what to do if someone's trying to start a fight with them online. And I always tell kids, like, you will never win a fight online. So even if someone says something right. rude to you, never fire back with a rude comment. And I think, like, that goes for students and adults as well. Um, and lots of times I think that's what happens on Facebook is people just get into these huge conversations that turn into to dis- discussions that turn into fights about random things. And so... I try to teach my kids early how they can use their digital citizenship and their footprint as a positive tool. Um, When I gave my TED Talk, one of the resources that I shared was that 93% of employers use social media to hire or recruit employees. So that alone is powerful. Yes. And hire now um, because that's two years old. So if we're not intervening early, if we're not teaching kids these skills, they have a 5%, 5 to 7% chance of getting hired. So I just think it's super important that we teach kids how to do it in the right way instead of trying to scare them out of, out of using it or telling them not to do it or how not to use it. Well, and do you have that digital citizenship, digital citizen curriculum somewhere like on the Top Dog Teaching website? I have it on the on my website. If you click the shopping cart at the top, it should take you to my Teachers Pay Teachers store. And that is actually where it is housed, is on the Teachers Pay Teachers um, website. But okay. also, Sylvia Duckworth is a um, sketchnoting yes. artist from Canada, and she has sketched the seven principles as well. And not it's not the full curriculum, but it does give you a snapshot of the seven principles that I teach. So if you look up Sylvia Duckworth, you'll be able to find that sketch note as well. 
Well, and and again, go to Kayla's website, Top Dog Teaching. She has so many amazing blog articles and resources available. Okay, so stay with me, Kayla, okay? I've got so many more questions for you. But right now, I actually have a special surprise for y'all. It's time for tonight's On the Right Road giveaway number two, and it's in your honor, Kayla. Great. (laughs) Again, Kayla's website is called Top Dog Teaching, and I scoured it. There is so much helpful information and a lot of wonderful resources, like I just mentioned. And one thing that I found was the coolest bunch of awesome teacher T-shirts. So I asked Kayla if she would donate some for tonight's show. And guess what? Yupper doodles. (laughs) So giveaway number two is, of course, open to all teachers in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. I have nine Top Dog Teaching t-shirts. I handpicked each one, and they all have awesome sayings like relationships first, everything else second, be a problem solver, not a problem maker, everyone's a teacher, everyone's a learner, and if it's right for kids, it's right. These are so cool, you guys. They're top quality and so comfortable. I honestly, she, I'm, they're sitting right next to me here. Kayla just sent them to us this week, and I want to buy each one of them right now. I just, I love them. I might actually actually do that and then wear them on one of the pre-show things. Oh my gosh. Okay. And I actually think this is the very first time I've done a t-shirt giveaway here on the show. And that fits with the whole innovation theme. Yay. I love this tonight. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to include tonight's code word innovation. Okay, as part of your entry comment, even if you included it in tonight's earlier giveaway, type that in innovation and for this giveaway also include your shirt size, small, medium, large, extra large as part of your entry comment for this giveaway as well. Okay, and what we'll do is we'll match the recipients names drawn at random with their shirt size. Okay, so Marcy, you can pop that up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now. This giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 east. Eastern tonight, and we'll announce the nine recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Huge thanks to Kayla and her Top Dog Teaching website for helping to make this giveaway possible. Yay! So now, you guys, I've got some more of your classroom innovation ideas, and then I've got a ton more questions for Kayla. Remember, if you hear me share your name right now, private message me on our Right Road Kids Facebook page, and we'll send you a super fun school supply grab bag, okay? So, Karen. Karen Raboyne from Iridale Charter Academy in Troutman, North Carolina, is going to instill a growth mindset in all of her lessons with the power of yet and encouraging that each moment is a learning lesson and opportunity for growth. Alice Withers from Valley Alternative Magnet School in Van Nuys, California, is going to set up Makerspace. That's like uh, the most amazing do-it-yourself for education that's been spreading like wildfire lately. I actually think I should do a show on that, on uh, Makerspace. Maybe I will. Um, Barb Belos from Edmund Doyle School in McAllister, Oklahoma, is going to start screencasting her lessons. I looked that up. That looks amazing. Megan Laws from Berlin Elementary in Berlin, New York, is going to do some mindfulness and yoga with her students three days each week. Amazing. Anthony DeRosa from Delton Kellogg Middle School in Delton, Michigan, is going to have his students work in groups with the engineering design process and his school robots to promote teamwork and problem solving. Candace Torch from Williard Elementary in Warren, Ohio, is going to teach coding to her 
fifth graders. My son actually took a class in fifth or sixth grade on coding. It was wonderful. Great idea, Candace. Jennifer Raymond from Adolfo Camarillo High School in Camarillo, California, is going to incorporate more student-led ideas and appropriate use of technology in her classroom to enhance learning and what the students create. And Sherry Bergdorf from McNutt Elementary in Arlington, Texas, started reading the book Rules in School, Teaching Discipline in the Responsive Classroom, and it has made her realize that her classroom management style isn't quite where she wants it to be. So starting this year, she's going to work on rephrasing the rules of her classroom in a positive way and doing a lot of interactive modeling to make sure her students know exactly what to expect. She said in some ways she knows she's starting this late, but in other ways it's perfect timing. She knows her class very well, and that knowledge can be used to tailor the exact rules so she knows all her students can be successful. Thank you all again so much for sharing your amazing ideas and innovations. I think that each one that I am sharing tonight is such a powerful nugget. I mean, I think just your ideas alone, teachers, are adding so much inspiration and really useful classroom innovation ideas to tonight's show. And Kayla, what a blessing you are. Oh my goodness. I've got so many more questions for you. And I'd like to touch upon as many topics with you as possible in the time we have left here. So to continue, kind of on a personal note, I've just kind of been wondering in terms of everything we're talking about here tonight, Kayla, how did you find your voice an avenue to share on the large worldwide scale that you do? It just is quite incredible. So, Paul, this is a funny story, actually. Um, I think it was, this is my 10th year of teaching, and I think it was year number three is when I got my first iPad in my classroom. They were brand new, and I had a technology coordinator whose classroom, actually, he had a classroom, and it was right next to mine. And he said, Kayla, I'm giving you this one iPad to see what you can do with it. He said it's kind of like a computer, but it's almost like a bigger iPod, and (laughs) see what you can do with it. And I was like, okay, this is kind of crazy, but okay. So he trusted me with one iPad, and then he said, okay, Kayla, you're doing some cool things on that. Um, Would you be interested in having six iPads? And I was like, of course, yes. And then he said, well, here's the catch. If I give you these six iPads, I want you to lead some teacher professional development after school to teach them how to use iPads in their classrooms. And I was like, nope, I'm not comfortable talking in front of teachers or other adults. I can talk to second graders all day long, but I am not going to teach teachers. I have, that is not my comfort zone. I'm like, thank you for the offer, but I'm going to pass. And The next day, he brought me a cart with six brand-new charged iPads, and he told me he booked the media center for me to teach those teachers on Wednesday after school. And I was like, that was tricky, but I'm looking at these iPads, and it's going to be worth it, so I'm going to do it. I'm stuck stuck outside my comfort zone. And I feel like he saw something special in me, and he saw that I had this story that needed to be shared with other teachers, and if he didn't, make me do that. I don't know when I would have broken out of my shy shell to talk to teachers. And now I feel like I had the best of both worlds because I talk to teachers and administrators and conferences and I consult for schools, but I also teach in my classroom on Monday through Friday, which is an amazing opportunity. So I think if it wasn't for him nudging me, I probably wouldn't be doing it. Um, And then I just started kind of doing more scary stuff. So I auditioned for a TED Talk, and I got the spot, and I started doing more PD in my school and in schools around the area, and that led to more 
um, regional PD, which led to PD all around the United States and in different countries, which has been just such a blessing. Um, and so I think I was just, um, I also just became more connected online too. So I started finding other really innovative, passionate educators on Instagram and on Twitter, and I started connecting with them and sharing ideas with them and getting ideas from them and implementing them. And so just constantly learning and connecting with other teachers, because as teachers, our biggest resource is, as you know, other teachers. And so just getting connected, I think, was really an important step for me, too. Oh, I love this. I mean, this is so much about what we talk about as the whole Right Road family, how important it is to uplift and encourage each other. And the fact that that teacher, you know, gave you the boost up to really find (laughs) your voice. So I think that for all of us tonight, a part of this show, you know, encourage each other and uplift each other and be willing to take those innovative chances that maybe feel like a leap off the cliff, but they could lead, like we talked about on the last show, it can lead to you finding your voice because every single one of you listening, you have such a powerful voice and you know so much by teaching that so many others don't know. So I, what a perfect, beautiful example, Kayla, of everything that a teacher can be. You know, find your voice, teachers. Oh, my gosh. I'm just, I'm so excited. So, oh, my gosh. I've read so many of your blog articles by, at this point, Kayla, and each one is just absolutely enlightening. One in particular that made my heart jump was about something called the Genius Hour. Talk about innovation. Mm-hmm. Can you just in like a minute or so, Kayla, share what is the Genius Hour? Yeah, so Genius Hour is actually based off of Google's 20% policy. So Google actually gives their employees one day a week to study whatever they're passionate about um, because their CEO basically said, we're hiring the brightest and the best people in the world, but yet we're putting them into boxes and telling them what they should work on instead of asking what they want to work on. And so so many projects have actually come out of Google's 20% time, including um, Google Talk and Gmail and just pretty much almost everything Google, which yeah. is kind of ironic. Um, so basically, teachers are now implementing that into their classroom. So we, we have many, many, no matter what that you teach in, standards for speaking, standards for listening, standards for research um, that need to be covered or taught in our school year. And so basically, it's allowing kids to study what they're passionate about instead of telling them, what they're instead of giving them a topic, you're asking them what topic they want to learn about or what topic they are super interested or passionate about, and then giving them tools and resources and sort of scaffolding it for them, um, but allowing them to study what they want to study about. And it's been powerful in my classroom to see the projects and the demos and the presentations that have come out of Genius Hour. So it's it's like taking that idea of the 20% of the time that Google gives its employees to have this, you know, m- brainstorming time, right? Instead of yes, just ma'am. sitting so at my, the desk, adding that into your classroom. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Yes. I think this should be done in every classroom in America. Uh, I mean, what a, oh my, I'm getting chills. Abs- absolutely <laughs> amazing. So Kayla, what do you think in a nutshell in a sentence or two, what do you think makes the biggest impact on student success and achievement in today's world? It's 100% relationships between teachers and students. Simple, easy as pie, right? I, you know, I think sometimes <laughs> with all the testing and with all this stuff, other stuff, all the pressures, the budget, 
that simple phrase that you just said can get so lost. But, you know, looking back when, when I was in school, that those relationships with teachers, they still are impacting my life today all these years later. It's not exactly mm-hmm. what problem I learned on that day, but it was the relationship that was built. I love that. And I think that's going into 2018, I think that's such a perfect reminder uh, to keep that at the forefront and the focus in our lives as educators, as we work with our kids, because that is going to open the door for everything else for our kids, right? Oh, my gosh, I love I it. 100% agree, yes. So, Kayla, I want to make sure that everybody knows, how, again, how they can get you. Your current book is called what? My current book is called Education Right Now, um, and that actually was released in December. And I got to, it was co-authored with nine other authors, and it was a really unique project, Paula, where they brought 10 of us into Philadelphia, and we all wrote a book in 48 hours. And we all got to pick a chapter to write about what we're passionate about. So, of course, for me, it was about relationships and how to build it with colleagues and how to build relationships with parents and families. And, of course how to build relationships between your students and with your students. And so um, that book was actually published by Routledge Publishing, and it came out on December 1st. Um, and that's, like I said, all about relationships. And one, one thing that I did when I was actually writing that in Philadelphia was reach out to other teachers across the world to find out what they're doing in their classrooms or their schools. And I was actually able to highlight so many other teachers um, and their ideas in that chapter. So... If you haven't read it, I would really encourage you to um, pick up a copy uh, because it definitely will give you some ideas you can implement tomorrow with um, just improving relationships in your school. Well, and again, it's called Education Right, W-R-I-T-E now, and it's not even available on Amazon yet. It's available through the Routledge Publishing site. That's R-O-U-T-L-E-D-G-E. It will be available on Amazon. You can pre-order it now, but check that out, you guys. I'm telling you, usually I have a book in hand and I do a book giveaway, but the books weren't available on Amazon yet, so I wasn't able to get them in hand for this show but I absolutely know that it's extraordinary like everything else that Kayla does so again you can reach Kayla at topdogteaching.com she's got insights ideas resources blog articles t-shirts she does speaking engagements she has her book she has freebies so check that out you guys it will be one of the most worthwhile sites you ever go to thank you so much Kayla for being here with me this evening you're something special and I'm honored that you've been here on the right road I feel like we're going to be lifelong friends now this is amazing I agree 100% Paula I have not stopped smiling this whole interview and there's just so many (laughs) positive vibes coming through my phone right now and just thank you I'm so humbled and I'm so honored and just thankful for this opportunity Oh, my gosh. What a wonderful. I I love this Right Road family, and welcome to it, Kayla. And, of course, I've got to thank all of my amazing sponsors, Right Road Kids, Right Road Productions, Health Coaching with Claudine, Nairs, Seatsack, and the Southern California DCH, Audi, Honda, Ford, Lexus, and Toyota car dealerships, Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team, and Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her extraordinary A Joy-Filled Life book. A big reminder, you guys, to mark your calendars for 
Sunday, January 21st, only two weeks from tonight. Yay! That's our next live on the Right Road show date. It's going to be another wonderful program. I'm just blown away by the truly extraordinary guests that are all becoming part of this Right Road family. One other important and fun reminder, you guys, there are only a few days left of our 2018 Right Road 10 by the 10th sign-up challenge, okay? Every school, here's the deal, every school in the United States to have 10 educators sign up as Right Road Teacher Friends on our website by the end of the day this January 10th, 2018, which is this coming Wednesday, every school who does that will receive a jam-packed $100 school supply gift pack. So encourage your teacher friends to sign up. It's at, you Just go to our website, www.rightroadkids.org. O-R-G. And once you know you have 10 signups, just private message me on our Right Road Kids Facebook page or email me at heypaula at rightroadkids.org so we can check for you. Then I'll follow up with you. Last year, over 120 schools made it, participated. So we sent 120 plus $100 gift boxes. It was such a special experience for everyone. So we decided to do it again this year. And this year we want to send even more, you guys. So go for it. Take advantage of this awesome opportunity that will help you also grow the Right Road family and community right at your school. Um, Marcy just held up a sign that said new, and I'm not sure what that means, but that's a Oh, new signups. If you've already signed up last year, you don't have to sign up again, you guys. You're already in our system. Thank you, Marcy. Oh, my gosh. I love Marcy. Okay. And here's just a few more of your classroom innovation ideas, you guys. Remember, if you hear me share your name right now, private message me on our Right Road Kids Facebook page, and we'll send you a fun school supply grab bag. Jennifer Foley from Giles Middle School in Norwich, Illinois, shared that all school year so far, she has been teaching kids how to be scientists. Now she's going to create a really cool bulletin board that helps them see themselves as scientists. She's taken pictures of them all year long doing experiments, and she's so excited to show them how proud of them she is. It's like putting pictures up on a huge classroom fridge (laughs) for 150 kids. I love that, Jennifer. Jean Dubois from Holy Family School in South Bend, Indiana, is doing research on morning meeting. She's going to implement in her implement it in her classroom in 2018. She's excited about it being very helpful in many ways, including classroom environment, building positive relationships, and even growth mindset. Victoria Hinojosa from Wasatch Elementary in Clearfield, Utah, is going to implement the new innovation idea of the walking classroom. Rather than sitting and listening to lectures, her class will walk together and listen to podcasts that her fourth grade curriculum can learn from. I mean, how awesome is that? And Jessica Van Son from Cascade Middle School in Longview, Washington, shared that she's using the Choose Kind theme for the year. Just before Christmas, she started a special letter writing project. Her students drew names and then wrote a positive letter to that child in her class. She said the letters were a hit and that she's going to expand the project throughout the year in all of her English classes to make sure kids hear and feel kind in their lives. And like I always like to do, you guys, I've just got a couple nuggets from my heart that I would love to share with you to kind of send you into 2018 and the school week to come, the school year to come. Number one for tonight, I think it's so important that we remember that the most significant key to innovation is not necessarily only about the big things, like how much new technology to use. I think that 
the most significant component is the willingness to try something new to truly meet the needs of your students. Number two, remember that if one of your innovations doesn't go exactly as you envisioned it in your mind's eye, don't worry. Just adjust. You know, go into it with that mindset instead of being devastated if it doesn't go exactly as planned. For example, maybe if you start planning to call three parents a day with good news about students and the calls end up taking an hour and maybe you only have 15 minutes, focus on the success of that. If they're taking that long, they must be going great. So instead of feeling overwhelmed by the time factor, maybe just adjust to two calls per day and know that's okay. And remember, it's okay to to do one small innovation at a time. You know what I mean? The goal is to feel positive and energized and innovative in an uplifting, productive way at the end of each day and each week, not to feel overwhelmed. And number three, this year my life theme is going to be joy. And I thought it would be an awesome way, an awesome thing to make the whole year right road about joy as well. So... As we innovate, I just believe it's so important that we also keep old school kindness and joy intact and at the forefront of our lives. So I truly hope this show tonight brought you a mountain of joy and has taken a load off any stress level you may be feeling heading back to school in 2018 and that it's helped inspired ways that you can absolutely shine with innovation in your classroom and with your students. And on that note, you guys, I've got my last giveaway for this evening. You know it's open to all teachers in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. I have three $50 Amazon gift cards that will help you purchase some flexible seating items or anything that you feel would add wonderful innovation to your classroom. So there will be three teacher recipients and each will receive a $50 Amazon gift card. How awesome is that? To enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to include tonight's code word innovation as part of your entry comment, you guys. Even if you included it in tonight's earlier giveaways, make sure to type that in. That officially enters you, okay? So Marcy, you can go ahead and put that up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now. It'll be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the three recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Huge thanks to Health Coaching with Claudine, Lori Stinas, and her Keller Williams real estate team, and Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams, along with her wonderful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this giveaway possible. And again, just to kind of wrap up tonight, a bazillion thanks to my unbelievably wonderful guest this evening on the Right Road, Kayla Delzer. Thanks to the Right Road team member, Marcy. Oh my gosh, I love Marcy for the awesome behind-the-scenes support. Thank you to my amazing engineer, Justin, and the whole Voice America team. And as I always want to make sure to say every time, thank you so very much, all of you, for listening and being a part of the Right Road family. Blessings, love, and light to every single one of you from the bottom of my heart. In case you missed any part of this evening's show or would like to share it with friends, you know this episode will be available to listen to or download for free, and we'll post that link on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and website within the next few days. Also, watch for the Click and Listen giveaway for this episode. That'll be on our Right Road Kids Facebook 
Facebook page next weekend. Even if you're listening now, you can still click and listen and enter that giveaway. Um, and I might do some more of those Right Road Teacher Survival Totes that were so popular. You guys seem to really love those. So check, watch for that. Remember that the next On the Right Road show will be live here on Voice America Empowerment on Sunday, January 21st. In between our live On the Right Road broadcast, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and via our website at rightroadkids.org. Hey, you guys, always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, Sunday, January 21st at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Happy New Year, everyone. Wishing you and your kids the most amazing, innovative, joy-filled year on the right road ever. I love you all. Mwah. Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Right Road. Right Road.